0: the class of 2024 is in are we impressed where are we standing we're going to get into all of that and more on today's show you are locked on boston college your daily podcast on the boston college eagles part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello and welcome. This is Locked On BC. I am your host, AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new winning customers get $150 in bonus bets with FanDuel. Folks, if you're in the comment section, I'm having a little bit of technical difficulty. Can you tell me if you hear me or not? Uh, just start checking something out really quick. We have a new microphone and I'm not sure it's working. How about now? Nope. Still not working. I'm supposed to get a monitor on this thing. Okay. So you can hear me. All right. Cool. Anyways. So today is National Signing Day. We get to hear what BC is doing with their recruiting class as they land 12 Commitments on Wednesday these are all recruits that many um were expecting we all knew that they were going to be coming we all knew that they were going to be the 12 that well 11 at least that you were expecting and there was no big surprises jeff Halfley came and he talked about them after the uh after the they the faxes come in i don't, I don't do they use faxes still um but they they still had everything come through and so who were the names and and some of the things that they brought in. Now, one big position I wanted to talk about was linebacker because it seems to be a very popular um, um, discussion topic on our Eagle insider boards. And they landed a, a, a linebacker in this group. And I'm not sure how early he'll be available. I'm not sure if he will be someone that they can play right away, but, Kamori Dixon is the player that they landed. And this is a kid that I heard about early, a kid that I thought was going to, I thought honestly they were going to lose. He, you know, Penn State started to show interest in him. Some other schools started to show interest in him. And when that rash of decommitments happened, I thought Dixon would be the guy that ended up leaving. And he didn't. He stayed on. And so here's what Jeff Halfley had to say about him. He's a linebacker, 6'1, probably about 210 pounds right now from Virginia. Very athletic linebacker. Probably can play some safety. He'll probably grow into that type of guy who can come downhill and get in the box. Long athletic. Missed his junior year, but was highly recruited as a younger player. Missed his junior year with an injury. Came back, and I mean, we were all about him. That was a hard fight at the end. He had other people come in, but stuck with us. Yeah, so a lot of this you're going to see trends here. He Dixon isn't the only player in this class that had part of his recruitment hammer hampered because of injuries. Charlie Camilla, who is also talked about uh, by Halfley uh, broke his collarbone and didn't play at all this year. So he didn't have a chance to um, impress other teams to do what, you know, you'd expect if he's going to be that talented. So that was a theme that came up today. Was there's some guys that, you know, were late bloomers or guys that had things happen that kept bigger teams off. And when you're a school like Boston College, this is the things that happen. Like these are the things that you kind of half expect when you're you're six and six. You're coming off a three and nine season. You have to be creative. And it's not just Jeff Halfley. Steven D'Azio did this. Frank Spaziani. Um, you, you go back. Tom O'Brien. They're all finding guys that are, are diamonds in the rough. And injuries that that prevent them from playing could also be a reason why they're diamonds. And I thought Kamori Dixon was a big one. Now, the one I, want, I thought his comments were really interesting on was... Uh, and I'm going to probably mess his name up again. Pa- Pape Abdoulaye Sai from Senegal. Now, if you remember, Sai is a kid that just committed in the last 5 5 days. Well, that's what I found out. I'm I'm you know, I'm one of the the BC recruiting specialists and I only knew about him in the last couple of days. And he was offered by BC in October. He just pl- started playing football in August. He went to the NFL Academy and I miss that O.C. Uminyuri was one of his um, mentors there who is friends with Chris Snee, who is an offensive line assistant for B.C. So there's a connection there. There was a connection with a kid that ended up at uh, Oklahoma as well. Uh, but this was a, um, a another kid that, you know, little little at uh, col- collegiate experience, obviously. But. Let's listen to what Jeff Hathaway had to say. He said, from Senegal, and and no, I did not go out and visit him in Senegal. Found him in the NFL Academy. Blah, 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 blah. They sent us a bunch of film. You want to talk about a giant with a wingspan like I've never seen before? One of the coolest visits that we've ever had. You talk about someone that gets here with an appreciation and a smile on his face over the little things that make you kind of take a step back and appreciate it. Whether it's sleeping on a comfortable bed, it's the first time he's been in a bed that big. Eating food, just so grateful that everything he could have on a visit with a huge smile on his face. Here we are watching and evaluating his films. He's doing drills in sand. We're watching video of this giant. It looks like it's 110 degrees. He's doing footwork drills in sand. He's running in sand, and boy, did he look athletic. He's got a chance, guys. He's a different build. He's a tough kid. He's grateful. It's really cool to see a guy get an opportunity like that, and I'm glad that we can bring him in. He's been committed to us for a long time. We just kind of kept it quiet because schools were sniffing around, and we did not want to have him blow up. The guy is a massive human being. This is interesting because BC has had projects, you know, on the offensive line that haven't played football before. Elijah Krasinovic from Serbia came to BC, uh, what was it? 2021. Hadn't played a lick of like played very little football. And now he is, He's there, but I haven't seen him play. And Halfley mentioned his international players and didn't mention him. So I thought that was kind of weird. But maybe maybe it's just an oversight. This kid is huge. And is he going to work out? Halfley then eventually said, you know, we don't know until he gets on campus and we get to work with him. Will he be a guy that we get to hear from? Will this be a guy that, you know, we're going to get to know more about, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be a guy like in my own personal opinion, he's a high ceiling type of player. This is AJ talking about this. Not, not halfway, but there's a, there's a bigger. I think there's a, as big of a chance that he doesn't work out as there is that he does. And that's just being real. You know, he hasn't played. He's, he's playing against guys that have played for years. We don't know what he can do. We don't know what he is capable of doing until he, we get they get him on campus. And for that, you know, I, I I'm I'm curious to see what happens now in a moment. There was one big news item of the day. We'll get into that. and I'll tell you all about the story of Tor- Sayre Torrance and what's going on with him in just a moment. Now. You're you are you're into a small business. You have as many top-tier candidates as you have. Sorry. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs have tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a professional billion professionals would make it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have as many qualified candidates. So in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within a, the first 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats that they may not have the time or resources to hire thankfully with linkedin the process is intuitive quick and easy they even have a launch a feature that helps you write job descriptions making the process even easier and quicker post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college this linkedin.com locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply locked on bcaj black and we're talking about recruiting BC brings in a class of 12. I think their 247 rating is 72, which is up from about 105 two days ago. One of the big reasons why they went up from 105, there's a couple of reasons. First of all, Pape Adule Sai was rated an 89, which you got me. I don't know why he's the highest rated Boston College recruit. He's played football for five months. Maybe they, they're in love with his upside, but this is a kid that hasn't played very much football. And they put him in front of some other kids that I thought should be higher. So, hey, whatever. In the end, it's all a wash because you might have guys that are under uh, undervalued mixed in with someone like him that I think is overvalued. So whatever. But BC then, after all of the faxes or emails come in with the signs, uh, national letters of intent, they get one more. They had one player that they were still looking at that had he had a, a an announcement at 3 p.m. and that was siya Torrance from christian brothers academy in new york and he was down to boston college in syracuse now with syracuse they have a new head coach so there's been questions whether fran brown really wanted him i heard that it was still bit down between the two of them and, and syracuse fans get really mad when you say that bc beat them out but They beat him out because as far as I know, Fran Brown was still interested in him at 3 PM. This was the first hat ceremony. I can remember in probably three years, probably before COVID the BC has been part of that. They actually win. He gets out there. He pulls the BC hat out and and he commits to Boston college. So the Eagles get their last commitment of this class. Now, Jeff Halfley after the press conference or during the press conference, said that this—that's it for this class. There's no other surprises. There's nobody that you might expect that, like uh, uh, under the radar, later recruit. They're done. They're onto the transfer portal, and then they thats it. They're not getting anyone else. So, Saier Torrance was a nice addition. Um, he's in for folks that have seen. I, and, and I'm guilty of putting it together, right? Uh, if you saw, if you follow me on on Twitter at AJBlack247. I put out the I got a nice professional Photoshop of him done from 247 and it's listed as wide receiver because that's what his his uh, profile is. But he's not coming in as a wide receiver. That's something I think that a lot of folks uh, don't know. He's coming in as on the defensive side. Uh, BC liked him on the defensive side. He played both at uh, in in New York and they want to have him play defense. I heard uh, from some of my sources that he could be playing a nickel that they like they like what he can do so this is the second defensive back in this class not a wide receiver and honestly given the depth that bc has at wide receiver that's good news because you don't need more wide receivers i, I don't know what jeff halfley and the staff are looking at in terms of getting more wide outs here but you had a good wide receiver group last year and you have you know like jaden skeet nate johnson uh you have you know the the transfer from Texas Tech, uh, Bradley. There's a lot there. You need help. You need help badly in the secondary. And yes, I don't expect Torrance to play right away. But the more depth that you can add there, and talented depth is a good thing. Now, he wasn't the only BC target that ah uh, was was announced on on. On Wednesday. Now, the other one was Henry Hasselback. and I know a lot of folks were really excited about him. And I told you guys to pump the brakes yesterday uh, when I heard that Jonathan Montague had committed because they're going to take one quarterback. I've heard that Henry wants to play quarterback, and that BC is probably not all that interested in him. Now, I'm not going to I'm not going to get critical of this kid because he's a he's a high school kid just getting ready. He's committed to UCLA. All I'm going to say is when you read comments, I saw the Globe had one that said like, oh, it was such a hard decision. Be- and, you know, it was so tough talking to Jeff Halfley. The comments that are being said are one side of the story. And I think that there were obviously he wasn't that big of a priority or they would have taken him months ago. Believe me, they've they've been they've been recruiting Hasselback for a long time, and I think they were trying to figure out whether they could fit him in, you know what the needs of the program were. Once they got Montague, it didn't seem like that big of a need. He ends up at UCLA. So all I'm going to say, good luck at UCLA with Chip Kelly. That's a great that's a great program to be a quarterback in, uh, and that's it there. So BC, they do not get a four star recruit in this class. I don't think they got anyone even close to one. actually, the the kid that's played football for five months, Sai, he's, he's, a, he's the closest they came to a five four star, which is again, crazy. The overall ranking of this group, not good. They're dead last in the ACC. They're dead last in terms of, and, and Jeff Halfley talked about that. He's like, you know, I took a small class and, the rankings, they're done by the, you know, it's usually about the amount of recruits you have. And he's right there. Like if you're if you're on 247, the, the rankings for teams are done by that. But if you're smart and you can click some buttons, you can also do it by the uh, score of each recruit. What's the average score? And BC still lasts there, too. So that's a quality, not a quantity um, analysis. But he still feels really strongly about this class. Now, he's a salesman. Of course, he's going to feel strongly about it. We have to wait to see how they perform, how they fit into what they are doing, and I—I'm not sure. I got again. I want to see what they do. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna poo-poo these kids until they get on campus and perform. Give them a couple couple years. They're a develop. I, I look at this group and I say developmental group. There's no high end kids, at least I know of right now, that are like wow. That, like Jaden Skeet, right? Like Jaden Skeet, you heard about him and you're like, oh, he's going to play day one. And he didn't play day one, but he was up there pretty quick. And you have other kids that have come through that you're going, oh, this kid's going to play quick and this kid's going to play quick. But I I don't, I'm not sure that there's anyone on this roster that honestly needs to play that early. So that's just my thoughts on that. Now, in a moment, there's this thought that BC needs to build a fence around Boston College and we've heard about this a lot and it's been a conversation that's happened a lot under Jeff Halfley and Steve Dazio we'll get into all that in just a moment As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. If you're into the NBA right now you can get in get in some of those new action some of the action that's going on there if you like the NFL man right now you're looking at the Rams and the Saints Rams at minus four are you thinking good about that the one I like the most though I'm always betting against the Patriots but six and a half points for the Broncos I'm I'm thinking the Patriots you know they're going for that Caleb Williams Drake may pick they're going to screw something up so I'm gonna go. I'm going with the Broncos, uh, but not by that much. So visit fanduelcom slash on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official sports partner of the NFL. Locked on BC. We are wrapping things up here on today's episode. If you have not, I want to let you guys know. If you haven't signed up yet, there is a special deal on Eagle Insider. It's sixty percent off. This is our National Signing Day deal. Up until uh, January 2nd, if you want to get part of this, I had the Syair Torrance news before it broke. I have uh, updates on transfer portals. I bug the staff constantly. Mitch and I are all over that. If you like Mitch's analysis, Beacon Street Balls, basketball analysis, BC Hockey Blogger just had an interview with Greg Brown on there. We have everything, and it's like three bucks a month. So sign up now. If you want to support our work, if you want to get good BC content, this is the best place to go. So check that out. Now, one of the questions Jeff Hathley got on Wednesday was about, does this building a fence around new England? What are you happy with what's going on now? BC landed two commitments in new England, uh, Charlie Camella, who was an under-recruited kid and Jaden Lafont, Lafont, who was an offensive lineman that they flipped from Kentucky. That was it. And we have been programmed under Steve Adazio and even, a little bit under Halfley. I think he said before that he has that they want to, they want to hammer home all these new England recruits, but Halfley had a different response in this press conference that I thought was really interesting. And I appreciated that. He said, it. he said, no, we're not building a fence around new England. Recruiting has changed. You know, there's kids that are local that are going to go to Georgia. They're going to go to USC and, and schools around the country. And there's nothing they can do to stop them. His job is to find the best the best recruits from around the country, from around the world, honestly. They've got kids international now. And so Halfley talked a little bit about how, yeah, you wanna you do want to recruit in your backyard, but you your your recruiting plan can't live and die with New England. Because as we saw with Ryan Puglisi, with Gerby Lambert. With you know, you name it, the kids for there's a uh, pair of twins from uh Connecticut that I don't think even looked at BC. You can't live and die by these kids because there's going to be kids that are dreaming of go to, going to Notre Dame, going to Alabama, going to Clemson, and no matter how much you sell it to them, you can't win those battles. So, what I think Halfley brought up, and I totally agree with. Is this notion of tribalism around being a a big fan of, you know, just going after New England recruits and and, and winning this area. It's silly. You need to get the best players, period. There's no culture. Like, honestly, let's be real. There's no real culture around New England for Boston College football in terms of, like, recruits. And, And that's a whole other conversation. But you can get better recruits. And we talked about this when, when official visit season was happening from areas where your coaches are really ingrained. We see it with Darrell Wyatt in Texas. Like Boston College is not a Texas uh, area, but he just continues. And we just saw it with Bradley, the transfer wide receiver. There's a bunch in the tra- uh, class of 24 that we just saw. So I look at this. And I, I say Jeff's got a good point. I think this is finally the time to put to rest this putting a fence around New England nonsense. And yes, there's going to be kids that you're going to want to get every year. There's going to be kids. And, and believe me, BC wanted Gerby Lambert, but they just couldn't get him. There's going to be kids that you're going to need to get. and But there's going to be kids that you just have no shot, no matter how good you are, no matter... What kind of recruiting pitch? What whatever kind of NIL you have, they're gonna go elsewhere. There's, you know, I look at like Christian Wilkins. Remember him? He used to play. He played at Clemson, but he was from Connecticut, and he didn't even look at BC. There was nothing you could do about that. So you're getting you get kids in the New England area that just just are not an option, and so Halfley is right. You have to look elsewhere. You have to be able to find areas where you can, you know, find what you need, whether that is Georgia, Florida, uh, Texas, California. I mean, they've gone all over the country with these classes. You look at the class they just had. I mean, Cedric Lott is from Texas. Turbo Richards is from South Carolina. You've got Jason Flint from Michigan. Uh, uh, Brian Boltwood there, JUCO, is from California. It's all over the place. So I don't agree. I don't think you need to have a a heavy New England class. I think it needs to be represented. Absolutely. But you don't need to live and die by that. So on tomorrow's show, I will be talking about the game against Lehigh because Lehigh is happening. And we'll have uh, Beacon Street on to talk about that. I'm also going to be recording tomorrow an episode with Mitch about the uh, SMU game. We're going to talk to 247's uh, head writer there as well. So we've got a lot planned. So hopefully you'll be joining us. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you subscribe to Eagle Insider as well. Become a VIP. And thank you all for listening so much. This is AJ Black. I'm heading out. I'll talk to you all soon. Thank you for listening to Locked On Boston College, your team every day.